Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hockey Radio, that's right, BSH Radio, and we have a packed house for you this evening. Jam-packed show, so much to get into. Let's just get into it. Um, my name's Bill Matz. Did I say that already? No. I'm, my name's Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for Who the are evening. You? Uh, we have we have the Fly Perbole crew here. It's bi-week extravaganza, all-star crew for the all-star game. Hey, let's on? get right into it. <laughs> Uh, there's Craig right there. You so, people know that's not how this show works. Craig with the... You know, our show, you know. I, so. like, I yeah. like Craig's point here, so we're going to start it off with Sports Are Bad at Craig Forsythe. Yeah, you don't. All right, so my thing, I, I like Carter Fixed Hart, up. and he's doing pretty good. Yeah, you are. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> my thing is he's winning games for the Flyers, and I want the Flyers to keep sucking so they get Jack Hughes, and I'm kind of worried he's going to do the whole Corey Snyder thing from like three years ago. That's my hot take. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, we talked about this Thanks. a lot because Charlie has me in this place of you know I, I'm I'm lose for Hughes, but also mm. if they keep winning and it's because Carter Hart and Nolan Patrick look good, that means a lot of good stuff for the future. Yeah, so it's tough. Yeah, let's stick with the uh, let's stick with the fly purbly and go with uh, stove jacket, Steve. Uh, I'm back. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, so I'd like to say. I'd like to say I'm going to miss Peter Chiarelli for the potential of him making a dumb move on the Flyers' behalf, but I really won't miss Peter Chiarelli because he's done so much to help the Flyers' opponents. Where the hell would the Devils even be if they didn't have Taylor Hall? Well, they're in, like, last place right now, so... Yeah, I, in general, like, would they be in the NHL? Would they exist uh. in some foreign hockey league we've never heard of? Who knows? Anyway, good riddance to Peter Chiarelli. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. The well, Flyers have a much worse, ch- much lower chance of getting Jack Hughes if the Devils didn't have Taylor Hall. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I'm I'm not just pissed off that he couldn't get a deal done with the Flyers. I'm pissed off at Ron Hextall because she really tried to get deals done with the Flyers. He tried. Ron he Hextall wanted some was of our garbage. Like, Brandon Manning. No, he was sending. Fine. He was sending the Flyers nudes, and Ron yeah. was just like, "I don't know if he's into me." Yeah. It's just I don't. I don't. It drives me fucking nuts. Uh, let's go with. The fly by herself, Kelly Hankel. Against all odds, I find myself missing the Flyers this week. <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that. I don't I, know what I, happened. I honestly didn't know what to do with myself the last couple. I nights. think that's what it is. I don't have a life outside of <laughs> yeah. watching the Flyers. So I'm like, I don't but know I what don't. To do with you guys are the worst type of masochist. I don't. Yeah. I don't have posting not to wrong. do. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Ava's like, you want to do something? I'm like, oh shit, I have to. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Jk, love you. Uh, <laughs> from theAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. So you know the, how there are some people on the show that have players who when they come up in conversations like Jesus Christ why are we talking about him again I'm so sick of him well for me Taylor Lear was that guy (laughs) 
and I am so happy. Yay. I don't. And the thing is, I actually like Taylor Lear as a person. Hooray! But I was so sick of people whenever I would come up with like, okay, well, these are the projections for us. Where's Taylor Lear? How could you be forgetting Taylor Lear? He was just a guy, and now he's gone. <laughs> Bye, Taylor. He's gonna Godspeed. He's gonna Taylor have like Lear. an eighteen goal season somewhere. <laughs> Probably, and, and that would be great. I'd be very happy it's for never, it. Ever I'm glad it's not here. Least, but certainly not least. I saved this one because I liked your point the best, Steph. <laughs> Steph Delicious D Steph Driver. So last week, Bill asked the question if would Ron Hextall still be here if they started the season with Carter Hart? And we all agreed probably not. So I was listening. I was actually listening to Fly Purbly this week. And I was. I listened. Shut up. It was a bad call. I listened. Um, <laughs> you should all listen to Fly Purbly and, and all of our shows. Kelly. I don't remember. I don't remember what point you guys were making, but it brought up the question. <laughs> you probably were not I making. I was going to say. We're I'm putting that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm putting that on a T-shirt. Fly Purbly. No I don't idea. remember what, what point you guys were making. About. I want to ask. Would Dave Hackstall still be here if he had Carter Hart? So Carter Hart was called up the day that Dave Hackstall was fired. If if it happened a couple weeks earlier, do you think he would get a little bit more leeway? I have, because I wanted to answer this when we got to Gordon versus Hack, because Charlie had a piece in his latest article that kind of compared the underlying numbers and everything. And the big difference between their two tenures looks to be at least for this season, save percentage, goaltending. Gordon has a goalie. Gordon, Gordon, has a, <laughs> Gordon has a goalie, and you can say Hack never did. And so you can say, yeah, maybe Hackstall would still have it. My only argument is, would Hackstall have really used him? And if he had, <laughs> yeah, these, right. If he had these ups and downs, like that game against the uh, that game against Carolina, that was a disaster. Would he have just been sent sent to the ECHL immediately? Like, or just know, or just stable like, to the bench? Yeah, or, just, or would he be hurt from starting like, forty games straight? If Hacks, yeah. yeah, if Hackstall, he has started a lot of games. <laughs> if Hackstall's, if Hackstall's like whole problem was, yeah, didn't rely on the young kids enough, didn't believe in them enough to give them second chances outside of, like, Provorov season this year and the first half of Patrick last year, he's really kind of let, oh, yeah, well, you're on the fourth line now, Konechny, yeah. Like, I think Hack would have just stapled Hart to the bench. So even if he had him, if he had that one down game, yeah, see ya, see ya, franchise savior. So, so my uh, <laughs> my issue with that, and I I think this there's a lot more validity to this one than there is to the Hextall question. But Thank they called you. Hart up pretty quick after he started figuring out. Like he only had like five or so really yeah. good games for like, okay, you're up. So I don't know how much sooner they could have realistically called him up and expected him to be good. You know, maybe you could have called him up a week earlier, but would that have saved Hack? I don't know. My question is more that, like, what if they didn't? What if, what if the whole thing had happened that weekend, and they come home and they decide we're not fired Hackstall, and that whole thing blows up? And then, and then, I mean, uh, I mean the world would have yeah, burned down. Would, but, but, would have but, but, but they still would have called up Hart because they called up Hart before they actually pulled the officially pulled the trigger on Hackstall. So my question is more like, if Hart would have been there and Hack would have been there for like two weeks after the supposed firing, then what would have happened? Like, would Good Hart? Question. And, and and my legitimate question is. I really kind of wonder if Hart would have played as well as he had under Hack, not because of anything that would have changed necessarily in terms of tactics or usage, but just because 
it felt like when Hack got fired and Hart got called up, it was like a clean break from the old era. Yeah. And if you would have tried to go into the Hart era while still having Hack around, I don't know what the feeling in the arena would have been. I don't know what the feeling of the players would have been. It just would have felt like another half measure. And I wonder if Hart wouldn't would have gotten off to the same, you know, everything is great start if Hack was the coach. Not by any fault of Hack, but just by because of the entire mentality surrounding the organization if they would have went that route. I think everybody would have freaked out if Carter Hart came up and Hacksaw was still exactly. there. Was like two <laughs> hours on Twitter where everybody was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Yeah, and then Hacksaw wasn't at practice. We're gonna get to more Carter Hart talk in just a second, but I guess my, I have a question. And in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter like at all. But what the hell is actually going on with Dale Weiss? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like he's still I on the team. Yeah, it's so Wednesday night and he's still, still here. Didn't the insiders <laughs> say that he was traded? I'm shocked that people actually care about what's I going on with Dale Weiss. He's like, the Dutch he's Gretzky. The people care. Yeah. <laughs> the Dutch Gretzky and is in Dutch limbo right now. Because I go back, we can all agree that Dale Weiss is playing his best hockey, was for a portion yeah. of this season, playing his best hockey as a flyer. And that didn't mean a whole lot. It, no, <laughs> again, low bar. Like you can step over the bar. Um, <laughs> But I, and we all look at Yuri Leter and go, well, he just stinks, and they play him. Smells but, bad. Yeah, like he, yeah, he smells, <laughs> smells, he smells bad. bad. Elaine, um, I, I've, I've never noticed a stench coming from Yuri Leter's locker. One, I fully believe that he smells one, good. One moment I go back to in this Dale Weiss <laughs> thing, and it's the uh, the leaked audio from JJ and Jonesy. And Keith Jones kind of just threw oh, out God, there. It was so good. Dale Weiss has to go. And like, listen, <laughs> it, it was weird. <laughs> there's a lot of things you could point to with this team, but I never really got the impression like, oh yeah, Dale Weiss just one of the guys who has to go. Like, just to me, reached their breaking to point. Me, yeah, <laughs> we've had enough Dale Weiss. I think everyone who's pointless needs to go, and he's one of the guys who's pointless. But after that happened, you kind of okay, they send him home and say wait for a trade, and he's not traded. Wait, like. Is it are they is Montreal just like we'll give you a conditional sixth and we're like we really need a conditional fifth? Like what's going on with this? So he was waived. If nobody picked him up off waivers for free, why does anybody think that someone's gonna trade for well, him? There, you had an answer for this. There's a way like if you waive somebody, let's say you're you're talking about possibly trading a guy and the team's like, Well, yeah, we take him, but you have to keep fifty percent of the salary, fifty percent of the cap hit for for this year and next year. And you think there's a deal that's probably been made at some point, but you'd rather not have that contract on their on your books, half the contract on your books for the next year, you send him through waivers because you figure, well, if somebody picks him up, we don't yeah, we don't get anything for him, but at least we don't have his contract on the books for next year, fifty percent of it. So there's that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean it, I, it, somebody's going to pick him up, I would assume. They just might have to throw a sweetener in. It just seems like 3D chess. Like, nobody wanted him for free. Why are you going to want to give up an asset for him? Like, it just it just seems like too much of a stretch. Nobody wanted his full salary. Yeah, yeah now he's way, His salary isn't even that much. But the like, way, it's not, we're not talking about Andrew McDonald money. Like, right. he's not getting paid that much. But it's also, like Charlie said, for next year and the way cap hits a crew, if you're a team that's in it and looking to make, a, make other moves at the deadline, you have a couple extra bucks to do it with. I don't think it's likely he gets traded. I think it's or, like, I, I think he's going to get traded. I, I just don't, I don't think they're going to get anything for him, but I think he's yeah, going to get moved off. I think it's likely they get like a return of any kind yeah. for him is what I meant. But I think they could get something closer to the deadline. I just I don't know. He seems like a guy who if like he's it's fucking Dan Weiss. Uh, he's like, we're spending liner. a lot of time talking. He's a third liner in the NHL. I he's just home and not doing on his best day. He's a third liner. <laughs> 
I just don't know why you would send him there, home. There, there's only two explanations as to why you would just send him home. And that's and then, more what yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, and the first explanation is that they are confident that at some point in the near future, they will be able to get him off this roster. That's explanation number one. Explanation number two, which I have absolutely nothing to back this up, but this is just me spitballing, is that there was some sort of blow up and they just want him gone. And there's that's I, I, I think it's one, not two. I'm trying because we kind of heard at different points when he was being healthy scratched, he was a little annoyed about it, or he was at least like... He wasn't. Dale Weiss, he, last year, Dale Weiss, I can say, was very obviously not happy with his usage. Ooh. And so while he is playing, was at least playing more than... I don't know. I'm just trying to... They sent him home, and it's just... I don't know. It's, an, it's bothering me that we have no resolution to this situation that ultimately doesn't matter. Now we're going to talk about things that don't matter. Uh, that do matter. On BroadStreetHockey.com, we've started publishing the <laughs> yeah, winter... Things that do matter. Not that yeah, don't yeah. matter. No, things that do matter. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Why not both? We are doing our like best. Like Dale Weiss. <laughs> On BroadStreetHockey.com, we have started publishing the winter top 25, under 25. So it is fitting that I want to begin this week, uh, this week's bi-week edition of BSH Radio, discussing a pair of 20-year-olds. Let's start with the guy who took up a lot of the conversation, not Dale Weiss, but Carter Hart. That guy. Uh, do, 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 do. Are we starting at the top? Why do you always do that stuff? <laughs> because People it bothers love it. you. She loves it. <laughs> Stop just, selling it, Charlie. Just, this is getting ribbed 101. It's Don't just like, it. why do you like? Why do you do something that you know is going to annoy people? <laughs> because I, people I like, like it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's called bullying, Charlie. It's just annoying. And you don't have to stand for it. Well, maybe you're annoying. No, I, like I mean, this. I probably oh, am, but. <laughs> I like this. Carter Hart, things of that nature. I'm going to guess Craig put this yeah, together. I put that yeah, together. Uh, so I just have my, 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 my number one takeaway from Carter Hart, because we can get into this whole, do we want them to lose or do we want Carter Hart to do well? But I'm sitting at a local uh, establishment the other evening, last evening, in fact, and someone comes, I'm wearing a Flyers beanie, as I often do. Why are you not promoting Ava's Quizzo? I was oh, there shit. after that, but okay. I went to another place following that, and someone came up to me and was just started talking to me about the Flyers. And for the first time in a while, I'm out and about, and the first thing the person said to me isn't, when are they firing the coach? It's li- <laughs> and Because, you know, he's gone. But he comes up and says, is Hart the real deal? He looks like the real deal. And that was just really heartwarming. With no E, just H A R T warming. It's finally not negative. Like, yes, this team probably still stinks, but they win games because they have good goaltending and fam. I've never said that in my life. Never um, once have I said they won a game because of goaltending. They've probably done it at, dif- at different points, but I've never attributed it to that. Kurt had a tweet last week, something to the effect of. Our goalie is stealing us games, and I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, these last two games are just a perfect example of that because the Flyers have sucked. They've been killed mm-hmm. in possession, and Carter Hart's pretty much just bailed them out. The, f- the Canadians game, they had one shot in the first 22-46. It wasn't good. And they won, so that's not and a thing. Like, that's a thing that's happened maybe not that bad, but that's like a slow slow start and not scoring in the first, and they should have been down like 3 nothing. They got killed by the Bruins by oh, every yeah, no, they possible did. metric. That was a yeah. bloodbath and it should have <laughs> been a bloodbath. They went down to nothing but... and then he s- stole the rest of the game. Uh, yeah. Hart... I didn't understand that game at all. No. It, it made no sense and I loved it. On the season, Hart is 6-5-1. I know you love win-loss record everybody. Uh, best. With Very a 9-1-8 save percentage and a 2-6-6. Six, six. Since the disastrous New Year's Eve game in Carolina, 
927 save percentage in seven games. He's 4-2-1. and one. That's pretty good. Like, I don't expect him to continue to look like a true number one through the rest I of the I sure do. I expect him to look good at points. I think he's going to have his ups and downs. I expect him to get beaten up at some point. You expect him to have some rookie moments. But yeah, he's 20. Like, in Charlie's Peace today, you should all subscribe to The Athletic and read it. hey like, Look at the comparisons. <laughs> he is comparing very well to, like, the best goalies that have ever played at this age. That's uh, you, you well, at least even, in the last twenty years. In the last twenty years, because which felt like a decent cutoff. Nothing, nothing yeah. counts before then. It's a good cutoff. That's kind of true. It, it, like, it's a good cutoff. I didn't like you calling DiPietro a bust, though, Charlie. I took offense. Really, you're that a DiPietro fan? That man could have been great if it wasn't for the. Knee. You hate goalies. Yeah, but I feel like he never. <laughs> He's got also a made shot. a class. What I don't know. Yeah, no, he, he just got hurt too. a lot, yeah. but he wasn't yeah. like a talent. Okay, bust. maybe so maybe I was going a little bit too far on that. So, anyway, so small, small are, quit. Are you guys going to be super pissed if this Carter Hart roster move is an actual thing? I might He's fight not? somebody. Oh, okay, <laughs> no. I'll fight somebody. I won't be as upset as everybody else, everyone else, because I, I kind of want be the losing. Jackies. Yeah, they'll be that's, losing. Yeah, I, actually, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't. I would be disappointed because I do want to see Carter Hart up here. But in a way, it would kind of be. It, it would be the most clear statement of tanking they could possibly throw out yeah. there. So it's like, okay, well, now at least we're all on the same page here. Now we all know what the rest of the season's about. It's about losing. The because if it was about winning, you'd have hiding. the best goalie up. If that we is can the... all stop watching, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the thing. If that's the case, I better see more indications of that. Like, sell, sell, sell. Let's move. Ev- like, I just want a full-on tank. I well, don't that's, want that's Oh, we're going to take the core tank, and hope tank, it all works tank. out. Like, no, 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 it's, no. Let's trade everything. Every, like, no. no, there's so, no, no, uh, no, no. All right, no, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, no. Trade them all now. <laughs> because Tell here's the thing: we're not tanking, tanking. We're it's it's one season. The we're losing tank. Yeah. this season, not yeah. the next eight. We're losing this season for either Jack Hughes or Capococco. That's the one. Not Capococco. 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 Not saying, yeah, I'm not <laughs> Dylan Cousins, just so yeah. I can put my Reading Fightins jersey to use. <laughs> like it's 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 this is this is a very surgical tank it's not yeah. blow up the core and be talentless for the next decade it's we want to go after this one two players so let's be as bad as we can this season <laughs> just this season just this yeah, season. <laughs> yeah. Not again, for the love of God. Just this season. I beg so, you. So do you want to change it from the stealth tank just to the one. surgical <laughs> tank? Yes, a surgical tank. A surgical it's a very precise stealth. tank. You know, you get yes. the scalpel and you go right here, you uh, take out a Wayne Simmons, and uh, yeah, you're good. And then you stitch it. it right back up. It's a heart surgery? Call up anyway. Tyrell. Oh, no! Call up Tyrell immediately. Craig, you're fine. Sports are bad. And so is Craig. is the opposite of tanking. Whenever he's around, they win. You can't call up Goldborn if you want to tank. No, no, you definitely call up Goldborn uh, if you want to tank. <laughs> every time he's around, they win. Small just sample. It's that heart, Bill. Just it's that heart. Get fired, too. There's too many people great. in this room. Everybody get, get out. out. Just yeah. the threat <laughs> of Goldborn getting in the lineup inspires this team into it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, shit. They're, they're, if they're scratching that guy I'm for really, Goldborn, I could be next. I'm really going to have to sit for Tyrell Goldborn. I'm going to have to start playing hard. And then all of a sudden, Jake Voracek back checks for three games in a row. I, I'm not, so my thing about Hart is I guess I'm not going to get too excited yet because I'm expecting a, maybe next year, but I, maybe his, his play is going to drop off next year and he'll have a sophomore no. slump. So I'm not going to get too, too excited. Oh Even God. though it looked no. like we have You're the worst. The answer in that. No, I, I'm, 
this is this is why though I want them to go out and get another goalie oh, in the yeah. summer to pair with Hart because I, I I was working on my my mailbag I, I think it's going to be published Friday because we're going to spread spread it out but one of the questions was about the you know what should they do for one B does Hart's you know does Hart's play not basically make it so we don't need a one B anymore and I was like no because you look at it you know I, I went through this with the uh, with the goalies in the last ten years that's twenty years that have uh, that have played in their draft plus the draft plus three season more than ten games and the the four that have played basically over the last ten ish years. Steve Mason, Carey Price, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, and Brayden Holtby. Steve Mason. Huh? So three <laughs> no, of so wow. slumps so, so th- <laughs> no, so three of those actually no. Carey Price did. Yeah, and, no, no. Th- oh, so three of yeah, yeah. Three of those guys had legitimate one Bs behind them. One of them didn't. The three that did are all still really good. The one that didn't Camp's isn't in the league. league. So, like, maybe it's a He's good idea. He's got a good podcast. So maybe it's a good idea. Steve Mason? Yeah. Steve, the Steve Mason? The Steve Mason. Right. Our Steve Mason has a good has a podcast. podcast. He He's does. Everybody go and listen. Just but I'm just saying, maybe it's a good idea that... When you're star, when you're going to be heavily using a goalie in his early 20s, maybe have another guy who can theoretically play 40, 45 games. If that 20 year old, 21 year old, maybe has a couple weeks where he's just not playing well, and you don't have to just keep throwing him out there like Columbus did with Steve Mason when he clearly just didn't have it. What's Yarrow Halak's situation? Is he going to be a free agent? Well, he got him. just got signed by Boston. Was it a one or a two year no deal? No idea. I can't imagine they committed. Aren't we just going to get Cam Talbot? I believe people have talked about Cam Talbot. Yes, the goalie in Edmonton. Yeah. Cam Talbot seems like. A thing that would work. Weeks for Talbot, straight up. Two years max. <laughs> it could have gone down. Halak well, signed a two-year deal, so he's under contract yeah. next year as Never well mind. as this year. He's very good, good this year for what Boston. A good yeah. contract. I just wanted him because he was Price's guy. So even though he was young at the time, yeah, he wasn't like yeah, they were both young. He was some vet. No, Talbot's interesting, and I don't think I don't think Talbot's amazing, but he's he's fine. I would be okay with him as a one B. The question is. The th- I think the thing with him is that he amazing. Well, he has heart. He has a. I think he has a like a 10 or a 12 team no trade clause and he's going to be free agent so the question is whether he'd want to come and play for a team with Carter Hart mm. I don't know maybe maybe he would have a problem with it but if he still thinks he's a legit number one maybe he's not going to sign to play as the 1B yeah, to a next goalie phenom I don't know somebody needs to have a talk with Cam yeah Cam it's time to is come to Jesus is that the guy who got beat up by Mika Kosman too buddy. Yeah. I can't properly assess Cam Talbot because that fucking team oh my oh, god I was really trying not to curse this show because I got called unprofessional this week well that's why you was... bum. By who? Uh, some commenter on Twitter. We're grown <laughs> Oh, on the internet? Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I never read the comments that someone tweeted. That never like, read the never, comments. Never. Especially on Twitter. everyone who criticizes me. Let's move on to the other 20-year-old who has been showing some signs of life lately after... I would only call it a disastrous first half to his sophomore season. It wasn't great. Nolan Patrick, uh, he had the four-point night last Monday. He followed that up two games later with another two goals against Montreal. He's got like a third of his production in the last three games. He's back, baby. Patty the Nolan's entire, doing his... The entire first half of the season was a disaster from the whole team. Okay, but like he did nothing. Maybe he's Some a slow starter. Maybe he's just a slow starter. I think he's he only likes to play half the season. He's a bum. <laughs> Trade him. I'll hang up and listen. I, I had no point called him a bust. I just said he sucked in the first half, which is true. Like, yeah. he did. Individual he did. players are still doing well. He was doing nothing. He went 27 games in between goals. So two points I'll make there. One first, hit you and bounce in in that amount of First, time. in response to what Kelly said, he's actually admitted that. And I, I'd have to go oh, back 
and, and, and figure out where where like I, I transcribe it. it. It's somewhere in my notes. But I think it was like a month or two into this season, and he flat out said, like, yeah, usually I just start out slow. I don't know why. I've tried to, you know, I've tried to, to fix it, but I just find that the it takes me a little bit to kind of play myself into a season. And then once I'm going, I'm going. It sucks. I mean, I would obviously would rather he be awesome right off the bat, but maybe this is something we're going to have to get used to. Number two, and this is in response to Steph, I don't disagree that the team as a whole was bad, but like when you're literally getting nothing out of your presumptive second line center, that's a reason why your team is bad. Fine. <laughs> Fair. Fine. However, there was other stuff. Have wrong. you seen his rosy cheeks? No, he was not he the only adorable. problem. I'll give you that. But it's, we're not you. talking about like Nolan Patrick was getting ten minutes a night to do nothing. He no. was getting significant ice time and was providing very little. And it affected, it affected a lot of things. And as we've said, however, like JVR, of course, gets hurt four periods into the season, and there, and there's an oh yeah, uh, that there's, sucked. There's a number of reasons there was zero secondary scoring. He was one of those reasons, and again, I, I, this doesn't alter my perception of you know what he's going to be. But he sucked in the first half. He's showing signs of life. What's the difference? Confidence. I said confidence. Yeah, that's where I'm going. And then somebody on the spreadsheet asked me about Limblom, so I can go off on that. I thought that tandem early in the year was pretty good, Limblom and Patrick, and then they didn't yeah. score for three games. Still generated chances, hit a couple posts. And then Haxtell was like, no, nah, fuck this. And then he changed it. Yeah. And then they both seemingly fell off the face of the earth. Now, I think it was, someone said it, may have been me, may have been someone else. At the time, I was like, I want this line to stay together. Yeah. The, the Limblom, Patrick, It's the only thing line. on the West Coast. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. Even if they go through, like you said, a, say, three-game slump, let's keep them together because yeah. clearly what they do is working. And they broke it up. And all three of them went in the tank after that. And yeah. now they've kind of put it back together somewhat, just without Patrick. And... Voila, they're all producing again. Weird. That was just, that was the classic, like, worst of Dave Haxtell. Yes. Like, that was everything that was wrong with Dave Haxtell's coaching style in a nutshell was like, hey, you got two young kids playing well together. They have a couple bad games and let's blow it all up because you can't trust the kids. I don't even think there were bad games. That's what what I got pissed off about was one of them was that Devils game. Yeah, where Elliot died on the ice. Yeah. And I think Limbaum hit the post and they're still, they were like the best line in the third period of a shutout. And then Haxtell was like, well, that's the problem. And yeah. then- Clearly. <laughs> not, not all the veterans were playing and, and, terribly exactly. and the Everybody awful else. goaltending. It's, yeah, it's, and was still ass. It, so it's, it's just like, no, no, it's kids. these kids. So I got to say, I'm really excited for the new BSH collection, the worst of Dave Haxtell. <laughs> <laughs> the worst of Dave Tune Haxtell. Tune in now, though. Worst of Dave Haxtell collection. Dave it's Haxtell a fucking is box every fam. show we've done for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> Get all four editions. We can come up with some great song titles. losing The worst of Dave Haxtell is... Benching Ghost. Brandon Maddox. Ice time. <laughs> Dale Weiss on the first line. Why not? It's the bracelet game on. It's the bracelet game until he was yeah. fired. Is the worst of Dave. Oh Hash. God, that's true. Yeah, yeah. the best no, bracelet going. game. Was Back to <laughs> running goalies into the ground. Brian <laughs> Elliott's dead again. <laughs> Neuvert collapsed. Let's put him in. A trip to Allen time. The Travis Sanheim story. <laughs> Just in the office, just the office music and just him <laughs> driving all pissed off. Like, uh, back to Patrick first. Back to Patrick for a second. Like I didn't want to. Like we talked last week, I believe, about Patrick's confidence and how Charlie said he remains, at least when you talk to him, a confident young man. However, when you watch that second goal against Montreal, I'm sorry he didn't have the confidence to do that. No, before. That, that, that's oh, the kind yeah. of stuff like, I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't. And that's what I wanted to see him stay. Con- it very much reminded me of the uh, the speech 
in Bull Durham uh, that Kevin Costner gives a uh, a young Nuke Lelouch when he says, uh, you're yeah. going to get lit up. You are going to get killed. Stay cocky. And that, to me, is that. Just, hey, man, yeah, I sucked for almost 50 games, but guess what? I could dipsy-do around two guys and bury one. And it wasn't like, even a bum. It was Brennan Gallagher. Yeah, like, yeah. like, Brennan Gallagher's good. Yeah, like, I can still do this. This is how good I am. And when I get a chance, I can. And that was by far the most promising thing I've seen out of him since he's been here, since that little past in, uh, Dale Weiss on that breakaway. I still <laughs> season. I do enjoy some of the Patrick defenders. I mean, because he clearly clearly sucked about the first half yeah. of the season. And then he scores a goal between his legs, and everybody's like, yeah, see, told you. He was it's like, no, that's not what he was doing all year. Yeah. That just started. No so. one ever doubted he was good. Yeah, like, like he, he had, we all know he has the skill. Well, some a people doubt it. Some people definitely doubt it. A lot of people have doubted Yeah, but a lot of people, good. like, Craig, you've been doing some post games lately. A lot of people say a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. A lot I mean, of people, there, there's a lot of people out there with opinions. A lot opinions of people be saying shit. There are still so, people okay. who swear to me that Sean Gattari is a third-line setter. Yeah. Why is still. Sean Drew wearing that C still, Craig? <laughs> yeah, I'll hang up. That was like 20 minutes. No, the there, there are the people who think Gattari is not only not a 1C, but bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. they think he's hurting the team. Yeah. He's the reason they don't they win. They exist. Right. Yeah. And these people also th- want to trade Jake Voracek. They want to trade everybody. Yeah. Trade everybody. Everybody's trade the problem. <laughs> trade Carter Hart, Hart might be the only exception. Everyone else should be traded. Everybody loves Carter Hart. Yeah, for now. For now. Yeah. For now. G- give, give him a year. I'm just saying his value is high right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. But, but straight high. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. But, but, Bill, yeah, speaking to, to what you said about Patrick, like, when when I said last week about was your last week or the week before about how what Patrick did in the second half last year like that happened that it's what that wasn't a mirage he actually did those things and was good it's plays like that second goal where you're like like there's no way this guy could be a bust right like I could see him not being a first line center not being a super impact guy but like a guy that can do that there's no way he's going to be an outright bust there's just no way there's cause, um, the only way I could see a guy like that being an outright bust is if he just has, has no work ethic. And Nolan Patrick has a work ethic. Yeah, to be able to do what he did and to do what he did hurt. Like, he's got to be a hard worker. Just thinking about what I've seen him do throughout his career since, you know, he was the presumptive number one pick for a year uh, and then fell to number two. Like, I just got to believe he is a hard worker. I mean, worker. what, he scored like, what was the, his last junior year? He scored like 49 points in 26 games playing with two hernias. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm assuming he's a hard That's worker. Right, yeah. yeah. And also, I just wanted to see him shoot more. Like, I haven't really shoot. seen him. I just... Like, I haven't seen him enough beat goalies with his shot, and all of a sudden he is doing that, and that's good. <laughs> it's certainly not bad. Uh, and counterpoint, <laughs> he's soft, he's a bum trade, I'm going to hang up and listen, but, you know. That's, uh, Time's yours. Oh, Time's you're yours. fired, too. Time's yours. So I don't should, think I've fired you yet. Should we get to the top 25? Uh, there's no time it. like the present. Top 25, all right. Top 25, under 25, guys, we have released... Uh, 25 to 21, the beginning of our list. Charlie, of course, doesn't write for us anymore. But I did a list. But he did a list. Look at that. Just so I can participate Wait. in discussions Yay. like these. Uh, so I guess I'll start <laughs> with the uh, with the honorable mentions. We have Ali Lixell at 30, Kache and Bunneman tied for 28, Wyatt Wiley at 27, Noah Cates at 26. That's where I want to start because that was just surprising to me because – the, we're, com- we're coming right out of the World Juniors, and he was on the team, and he got praise for his play there. Didn't make the cut. I looked at my list. Yeah, I had him at 26. Like He was one of the guys that didn't have a ranking, but I could tell was ranked, and I erased later. So I guess I probably had him at around 26. Any surprise there? Did anyone else have him ranked? He's just such a small child. Who, no, Kate's? I, I can't believe that... it yet. Who, he's, we're told, who's he's, he's not, he's not no small, 25th. but he's young. I'm starting with the honorable man. I'm 25th. The wee lad. 
So Noah Cates is 20 years old. Is that... Is he? Yeah. Oh. Or he will be in two else, weeks. Um, I really like Noah Cates. I had him at, ranked at 24. I've liked him since I saw him at training camp a couple years ago. Didn't know who he was at training camp and had to look him up on the spot. Um, I really like him. He And I, I've told this story more than once. He was the only guy that could strip um, Phil Myers of the puck. I, I get this impression about Noah Cates that he'll hold his own at any level. It like seems, it seems that way. He'll play the same game like a, yeah. let's call it a Michael Raffle. I can that, see that kind of guy who, no, he'll never be a first liner, but everywhere he is, he's a useful third liner. Yeah. Like, but, I could just see yeah. that being the case. Uh, and I just think we have higher expectations for so many guys that he just kind of falls off the radar in terms of ranking 1 to 25. Well, I remember when I was looking at the 2017 draft class, he was a name that stuck out. And then what you just said about kind of he'll play the same game at any level. I was wondering how he'd do as a freshman at uh, Minnesota Duluth, and he's still a half a point per game player. So he's still, and, and Minnesota Duluth's like, a great team. Yeah, yeah, like that's a hard conference to play in. Or, yeah, and they're a good team, too. In you're, terms, you're, you're both right. In, yeah. terms of, <laughs> yeah, in terms of the honorable mentions, I have Wyatt Wiley at 12. Wow. I had him, him at oh. 23 because this guy— Look at his scoring numbers, and look at his scoring numbers for his age. And he's, he's a defenseman. Well. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the point I'll make with Wiley is this. I don't – I'm not super-duper high on Wiley. Like, Wiley wouldn't have been on my top 25, and I don't think he's quite as good as this guy. But, like, Kurtz made this point in our Slack chat, so I'll steal his point. Like, I don't understand why some people are so dramatically higher on Igor Zamula than Wyatt Wiley. They're in the same league. Their scoring numbers are pretty darn similar. Wiley is might, might be a faster skater than Zamula at this stage. Like, I don't know why some people are like – Igor Zamula, first pair defenseman, and Wyatt Wiley just kind of nothing. Like is they're it, not they're they're not that far apart. Is it because we saw Zamula in preseason yep. and That's, we didn't see Wiley? I think so. Straight up, I I, I have them paired pretty clo- closely on my. I and, have, and, and I to have be, them pretty close. Yeah, and to be clear, I like Zamula no, better, but I don't saying, think yeah. they're dramatically different. I, I like have, Zamula better, and it is based on what I saw in training camp. Yeah. I didn't see Wyatt Wiley, so I yes, have I have them is, at, at twenty one and twenty three. So super close. I got twenty four and thirty, but I I think Zamula for me was just there was another guy looking up draft picks this year and went undrafted and then when they said he was coming to camp got excited about him and he played pretty well and then he's been he had a goal that i i think i put it in the article but he had a goal in december that was he was just walking people left and right and then picked the corner it was really that's i thought incredible watching him in training camp i was like oh maybe this is robert haig who can pass and now I'm looking at his scoring numbers like, yo, he's top six for his age he, in his league. Like, he this could is... be, and, and everyone makes this comparison, and I've made it too. He could be the next Phil Myers, and that's not just because he went undrafted. No, but, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, he's, similarities, he's yeah. six foot three. He's got, I mean, just looking at what the spreadsheet is, and it's probably changed since, but 39 points in 42 games. He's got to add probably twenty pounds of muscle. He's got a lot of muscle. Yeah. He, he's like he's like one sixty three right now. But he, he's got it. He's at, at six foot three. You've got you've got to gain some weight. Eh. But like he could be Win really race, freaking good. Pace. And he plays for the Calgary Hitmen. We we we've got some other guy. Yeah, that's some other there. dude. You Why know, couldn't Carter Hart just dude. play for the damn hit? That'd be the best thing ever. Hart's it clearly would have yeah. oh been. So close to living the dream. But 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 yeah. To go back to to Wiley. I liked what I saw while Wiley at development camp. Like he was a lot more mobile, and he had a he had this cool this cool shot from the point where it was 
it was always only about like six inches from the ice, but it all it always created rebounds. And I oh. I loved it. It was just it was very distinctive. Everybody else is trying to, you know, blast the puck as hard as they can. You know, it's hit hitting the glass, missing the net. Wyatt Wiley's just like a low sizzler, was always creating rebounds. I'm like, you know what? That stands out to me. And he was a lot more mobile than I thought he was gonna be. So I, I I like Wiley. I, I don't think Wiley Wiley was not a guy who I put in my top twenty five. I don't think he was especially close, but he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on. He's right handed too. That helps for defensemen. And you know where he plays. Plays. Some other guy used to play there too. He plays in Everett. Hey yo. Some no. other, some other, some other club. Just the tips. So like one thing, like I think it's important to focus on here is that the these guys are outside of the top twenty-five because we have so many. Yeah. That's good like, players. Yeah. It's like a, an embarrassment of riches right now. We have these prospects, Thanks, but they are prospects at <laughs> yeah. this point. Like, do I think Zamula is going to be better than Haig? I do, but Haig's in the goddamn NHL yeah. right now. Yeah. So yeah. like, and he's not terrible. I don't think he's great, but he's pretty decent at least. I've seen worse. Uh, Zamula, to just ruin all the surprise because we've said quite a bit about him already, he's 21 so he's the cutoff for today's uh, for today's talking points. Let's get to the top uh, top couple here. At number 25. Oh, we were done with honorable mentions? Yeah. Okay. At number 25, Felix the Cat Sandstrom. I had him unranked. I did as well. He's fallen off my board. I, yeah, he, I know nothing he about, fell right off just for like, me too. Uh, where are That's the Felix Sandstrom updates after those awesome juniors? So he was, he's fallen off mine too, but I have him at 21 and apparently I have him high, ranked higher than a lot of people, which doesn't feel right. I'm not a big Sandstrom fan. I had him at 18. I just dropped him down a couple spots. Every really time wanted I've seen him, him to be something. Every time I've been seen hurt him, this year, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like a good amount. He's been banged up, and yeah. he—he's not the starter for his, his SHL yeah. team. Yeah, he hasn't played, played really many well. games. Every Soft. time I've seen him play, like for the Flyers organization in a rookie or dev camp or whatever, he's looked good. He has looked like the most impressive of all the goaltenders, and a lot of that is like when you're watching Carter Hart, you can see like he just makes the save, and that's that. Like Felix Sandstrom is very athletic. Yeah, he in does those, some like, stuff. Three on yeah. three tournaments, mm-hmm. like we'll stack the pads, diving across. Oh, look at this guy! Yeah, it plays like, well. And, like it just looks better when you're just eye testing. Um, but uh, he's not doing it. Yeah. Like, he's not even the starter. He's not progressing. He's hurt all the time. And as you've said before, you can't make the club in the tub. Yep. So I want to. I want to read this. this is Kelly, yeah. the the number I like, one. I, Felix I wanted Felix Sandstrom <laughs> to be a guy that he was going to be the next Lundqvist. I was very well convinced by absolutely zero facts and just the fact that he was Swedish. <laughs> so uh, so I, so I want to read this from um, from the interviews I did last week for our, our prospect series in the Athletic. Uh, I interviewed Brady Robinson, who's the Flyers' goaltending development coach, um, and I asked him basically about Sandstrom and the idea that like. Okay, this guy obviously has great athleticism, looks great when you watch him, and then you look at his numbers and they're eh. Like, what the heck's going on here? And his answer was interesting, and this is probably the best defense straight from the organization's lips of uh, of Sandstrom and why his numbers aren't great. Robinson goes, you know what? To be honest, if you ever get the chance to watch one of his games over there, they don't give up a lot of shots against. This is his, his SHL team. And there's still a number of quality chances that he faces in a game. So to his defense, I've watched him play a few times. They give up 21, 22, 23 shots a night, and they're giving up five, six, seven quality scoring chances. It's obviously tough to have a good save percentage like that. But he's played well. And the fact that he hasn't played as much as, as much as I'm sure he would like to, obviously we'd like to like to, we'd like him to play. He's had a pretty good year. The other guy has just had an outstanding year. So it's more to do with how the other guys played than to think he's played poorly. In his last four games, this was as of two weekends ago, so I don't know how he's done since. Uh, I think he's given up six goals, and if you go through his stats for the year, I think there's probably only one game where you'd say he'd probably like to have a better performance. So obviously you want to win your games and put up great numbers, but I think he's done a pretty good job given the circumstances. So obviously, you talk to anybody in the Flyers organization, they're not going to bury a guy, but that's 
That's the defense of why Sandstrom is not killing. And it makes sense. I get it. I just, you know, when I'm ranking here, I just have to go on what I know. And that's, you know. He should come to the AHL so we can see him more. I would very much appreciate that. And then we can get him off the list altogether or he jumps up. I will. I put put that in my write-up. Like, I think he he should come to North America next season. I thought he may have been coming over this year. I will. Well, there will be room next year. I will admit outright, my list is xenophobic because you get to see the guys in North America (laughs) play more. That's just the way it is. And that's where I will go with number 24, Linus Hogberg, Charlie's favorite player. Love Linus Hogberg. (laughs) It's a great name. I love his name. Uh, I have him, I believe, unranked as well. He is 24 on our list. What where we fall here with? I had him uh, 19 on mine. I have 26. I had him. He was at 20. He ended up at 26 for me as well. Um, I had him at 24. Then I remembered Noah Cates, so I put him at 24. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, um, that's pretty much my ranking. Thank you. So I had to sub somebody in for Taylor Lear after he was traded. Ah. You had Lear uh, on your PD. list. I had him on the list, and um. That's I also almost, surprising to me because I was number one Taylor Lear fan and I was going to leave him off. I almost said the hog, but then I went with Shushko in a in an attempt go. to make Bill like Way me to more. Go. <laughs> but the Bella Russian. <laughs> so I'm I'm a huge Linus Hogberg fan, and I think it's it, it's it's Linus. It's pretty much driven by two things. Uh, I believe huh. it's Linus. I think so. Um, I'm Linus Hogberg. So but, is uh, that on that new site yet? Hogberg, yeah. Linus Hogberg. I have elite yeah. prospect. The NHL name. I got to I got to hit the. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, um, there's basically two reasons. Number one is that I I just I like his skill set. You know, I, I've seen him at a bunch of these development camps. I've watched him in um I watched him in in a couple a couple of SHL games and then when the one uh he got some time in the the World Juniors, but. It's just that he's 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 a good skater. He's a very he's a really good skater. He's got good mobility backwards and forwards, and he's got really good defensive instincts. And you know, me and me and Alex Appiard have talked about him a couple of times. That he just he strikes us as like the ideal defensive defenseman in the modern NHL, where he can do all of the puck moving stuff. He just doesn't score a lot of points, but he's got really good instincts in his own zone. Needs to get a little stronger, but the instincts they're there. Um, and then also in the SHL, his advanced metrics are amazing. Like you're talking about, like, this is a guy who in the SHL has like something of like a 60% Corsi, which is awesome. not only, I mean, his, his whole team is good at driving play, but he's one of the best players on a really good play driving team. And that, and this isn't just a this year thing. This has been multiple seasons. So it, there's, there's reason for me to think that like this guy's good, not just by the eye test, but by the numbers as well. The numbers test real quick. I thought he was, he's fifth on the. Uh, in terms of ice time among their defensemen, I think. Okay, yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's primarily uses like the four oh, at five on five. Okay, that's what he I gets, think. Apple yard yeah, said no, like power play yeah. time. I don't, got, think, I don't think he gets yeah, power play time at all. Yeah, he's got a ton of SHL experience, and he yeah the good possession numbers, and yeah, expect him to be something soon. So number twenty three. Everyone's Ooh, favorite prospect, Matthew Strom. Uh, Matt Strom, baby. That is of course Mr. Sneaker true. Hockey himself. He, he just <laughs> like. Everyone keeps saying the dude can't skate. Doesn't he matter. Can't skate. Yeah, I, I, he I scores them goals. But the production is there. He just keeps putting up numbers, and I guess you could probably say the same thing about his brothers as well. We look at his brothers' careers, and okay, the same reservations are there. Still a great value pick in the fourth round. It's not like he was a top ten pick or anything. What like what even is skating, and what effect does it have on the game of hockey? <laughs> there, the connections are unclear. That's, that's, he just keeps producing, game. so he has to keep making these lists. Like you can't keep someone off with the numbers he has. But you would think, considering his numbers, he'd be higher. But everyone knows the limitations. 
What what is Matthew Strom? I, Apparently, I left him off. I have him at twenty four. He's twenty three. Like this everyone kind of yeah. has I had him, him at the same. I had him at twenty two. I was gonna say I think the hope with Matt is a little different than his brothers because his brothers went third and I don't fucking know where Ryan Strom went. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and, but also he's top he, ten, right? Yeah. Did also uh, also Oscar Lindblom. He so. kind of it sounds kind of like a Oscar Lindblom a little bit where he's got a lot of the tools but he just can't skate and they. He's a lot better than Oscar Lindblom was. Okay, so in that case, then <laughs> there's more hope for Matthew here. Strom, yeah. So I, I've, I've heard that Hold a couple on. times. I, don't, I said that the wrong way. That Oscar's better than Strom is? Yes. Yeah. So, okay, okay, I agree with that. I said that, that would be a fifth way, overall for Ryan Strom, by oh. the way. Oh, okay. There we go. So the Stroms were third, fifth, and fourth round. Nicely done, nice done Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Oscar Lindblom skating was better when it was bad than Matthew Strom skating is now. I'm just saying, I'm trying to... Explain why there might be optimism around Matt more than the other Stroms. And it's not like Limblom is it's not like Limblom is a especially great skater now. He's just not awful. Right. He gets his ass down. Yeah. I mean (laughs) well the the thing with Limblom is stop. If you watched him at Dev Camp in his first few Dev Camps, like, yeah, Limblom was slow. But you watched his stride, and it looked fine. Yeah. He was just slow. He just had to work on that power. Yeah, game. whereas with Strom, you watch his stride, sure. and it's a disaster. You don't know how he got his skates on. All right. It's, <laughs> he, he looks, have you never, never seen mind. him skate? I, I mean, I, I've seen the, the OHL highlights. I've never actually I, I, It's It's like yeah. you put skates on a baby deer that was just born <laughs> and hasn't learned how to walk And yet. it's wild and he's, to me. He's still putting up goals. And he's still yeah, putting up goals. Still scoring goals. Yeah. It's astounding. I have yeah. no idea. It's it's It's... It's an absolute anomaly of physics a, how he's making it's this It's an work. anomaly to me that, like, a Canadian in a hockey family has yeah, this kind how of... Can like, you I not, how does that happen? Pond, like, everyone else on the Stroms just does? have a strong stance against skating, is my opinion. They're <laughs> yeah. just like, like, look, they're like, look it's overrated. Look, we'll figure it, it out. Johnny Goudreau's <laughs> dad, Gee, just teach him power skating like he taught me. I couldn't skate. I was tall. I get it. This is a Fleur hockey family. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number 22, Samuel Ersan. So I left him off my list, and I couldn't understand why people were so high on him and why he was there. And I then I did. He crushed. I did a lot of juniors. I did a lot of research on Swedish hockey leagues because apparently I had it all backwards. Um, and now that I did the research, I realized that this was an oversight, and I should have had him on my list. If I were to, you made a huge mistake. I fucked up. <laughs> um, if I were to re-rank, I'd probably have him 15 to 20-ish. I have him at 23. I, have, I got him at 20. 23, too. Yeah. I think that, I mean, Dude. it's a bit of recency bias with him because he was great in the World Junior Tournament. And I think that a lot of people didn't realize how good he was. So he got a lot of, I think, attention around God, I here. hate when people rank But he's world. been posting I'm good numbers in because, no, 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 I know no. you're not. I'm talking about, well, yeah. like, in general. I but just it think is, it's one of those people... things where you don't get to see this yeah. kid Visibility, ever. Yeah. And then he's over here in Canada playing hockey games every day for two weeks. And it's like, oh, all right, he actually he is good. Like, yeah, yeah. The, it's not like he, like he was one of the best players in the freaking tournament. Right. So people are going to go, oh, he must be good. This is a best-on-best tournament. 21, uh, Igor Zamula. We talked about him already. I have him at nine. Woo! Wow. So you were really high on these uh, the defense when we just drafted, right? <laughs> yes. I did, hold on. Did, did Kurt have to email you and ask if your rankings were legit? <laughs> I don't know. I did, did mine, you do like, these backwards I did by mine accident? Right, no, I'm just, he's going to be the guy that I just <laughs> attach myself. Like, okay. When Igor Zamula is a first pair defenseman, I'm going to be the one who's like, told y'all. It's, 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 it's a, a good name. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a really good one. hockey Elite name. Elite Prospects was doing a thing with like, uh, tweet us your favorite hockey name and like the we'll retweet the ones and you'll get like three months or 
or something free oh, of dang, EP I premium, that. and I got it. So like now I'm really attached to this. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. I hope he never Americanizes Igor. I hope he sticks with the with the E yeah. with Igor. That's I just love great. That. But th- they'll definitely be calling him like Eddie in South Philly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yo, Eddie's a moolah. Yeah, he's great. Or Iggy. 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 No, no, no. They got to make it as Eggy. plain as possible. That's how Vaclav turns into Vinny. It's like no, no, no. Eddie's great. You know, he he lays guys out. He's fantastic. I love him. Um, so someone who was on my top 25 that didn't make the notable mentions or the list, uh, Krill Ostominko. Oh yeah. The goal, the, the oh, Russian goalie. Goal. Well, he's technically Belarusian, but yeah. he's still, he, he he's plays Russian, for Russia. Yeah. He's yeah. a Russian who's from Belarus. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's playing in the minor leagues, the KHL minor leagues, the MHL, 33 games played, 922 save percentage, 191 goals against average. Like, that's okay. I have him at 21. Pretty, pretty good. Do you really? Yeah. I, Bill, so who that's... hates goaltenders, ranks all the goals. He's Belarusian. Hates him. There's like a flow chart in Belarusian. usurps <laughs> <laughs> the, the goalie issue. But I, I was I'm really impressed with this dude. Uh, I think that he's had a really strong couple of seasons, and it's good to have him in the pipeline. I like him. My, how do you say his name? Uh, I think it's just Ustamenko. But how do you say his first name? Kirill? 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 I go with Kirill. Kirill I actually don't, I actually don't know. Ustamenko. I, I we don't have, know. hold on, there's, there's a Belarusian or someone who's, who knows how to pronounce names that listens to the show. If you can let us know how to say his first name, that would be great. What is it, Elite Prospects that has that on there? Um, yeah. but, but back to, back to Ustamenko. My concern with him was just that he didn't, so he didn't move up a level this year, which I don't care. Like, whatever. There's there's team politics and whatnot. That's fine. But he didn't move up a level, and his numbers have not improved. They've actually gotten a little worse this year versus last year. I never like to see that with prospects. Like, I refuse to dope. That's why. Well, I just, I, I'm just Could not. very well be. The, the, the MHL is a low-scoring league. Yeah. They, there aren't a lot of goals scored. So, like, a 925 save percentage looks great. But when everyone is in the 20s, like, the 920s is not quite as impressive and last year he was at 929 so i'm not by no means saying that like i'm giving up on the kid i think he's he's an intriguing goalie prospect he's probably going to be in russia for quite a while and they're going to let him do his thing and see what happens but i would put him behind a guy like ursan who you know jumped a level this year and is absolutely killing it against men and i mean the, the the world junior performance is great too but the fact that he's like maybe the best goalie in the second tier swedish league at age 19 like that Definitely, you know, is better than in my mind Not. anything used to make. Or Charlie over here calling me an idiot. Apparently, <laughs> I need to log in with an account to listen Shut to names up. now. Oh, yeah, they changed. Yeah, the, uh, they changed well, there's a new premium. there's a new website. There is. What's what's it called? I don't YouTube? remember. I think it's just NHL names. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's NHL names. Yeah, NHLnames.com. I haven't checked it out yet. I want to get. I found to, uh, it. No, I want to get to Gordon versus. I clearly did. Yeah, I, I can't get pronounce this anything. Uh, I guess tomorrow will be what sixteen to twenty. You'll get a. We'll get. Published on BroadStreetHockey.com. Yeah, Steph- Wait, sure. You guys doing it every day? Yeah, I yeah. think it's every day. Uh, so follow along. <laughs> yeah, there. I totally know what's going on. Follow along there. <laughs> Steph, uh, there. But I want to get to Gordon versus Hack because Charlie had uh, some interesting things in his uh, his bye week ten observations. Uh, I guess today or whenever you wrote it. Yeah, well, there's no game, so I figure yeah. what the hell. And I just want to, you don't have to give away all your content because you're a paywall man over here, a big man with a job. <laughs> it may. And because sure. this is Broad Street Hockey and not The Athletic. Uh, but Alleged. you don't, uh, what, what really stood out to you in terms of what they did under uh, Hackstall this year and what they're doing under Gordon now? Well, the, the point I made in the, uh, in the article is basically, just, and this is just one of the points, was that if you look at the five-on-five metrics under Hack, they're actually better than they were under Gordon. Uh, 
five on five Corsi, five on five expected goals, and even five on five goals for percentage. They generated more of the goal, more of the share of goals under Hack at five on five than they have under Gordon. The biggest difference has been Gordon has gotten ninety percent goaltending and Hack got eighty seven percent. So that'll do a lot. That's a bit. It also boils down to the penalty kill too. The penalty kill has been better, and that's not just because of the goaltending. It's because they're actually pressuring people now, which is great. <laughs> um, but I think the it's just an interesting point to make because I do believe that. You know, Hack was obviously high, widely disliked by the end, uh, particularly, I think, by people who listen to this podcast. Um, and who are on this podcast. <laughs> and, and hosts. <laughs> but, and, and I think because of that, whoever came right after Hacksaw was immediately going to be given the benefit of the doubt just because he's not named Dave Hacksaw. But it's not like Gordon is blowing the doors. And, and this is coming from someone I like Scott Gordon. I really like talking to him. But I also like the fact that he's been able to get a bunch of the guys who were struggling to get going which I think is important. It's a key aspect of what I want out of the second half. But it's not like he's come in and solved all the Flyers' problems. It's no. just not true. I Yeah. Good. No, and, and I think that that's one of his strengths. I don't think – I mean, I don't care what coaching looks like for the rest of this year, Fair. to be really honest. Like, Fair. I don't care what the team looks like for the rest of this year. I want Jack Hughes or Capococco, and we'll try again next year. <laughs> um but Gord, he's been fine. I, I think the one thing that I really wanted from him is what he did with Lawton, what he did with Limblom, what he did with Sanheim, and is actually develop players and give them confidence and yeah. bring them back to their game. And yeah. it seems yeah. like that's what he's doing. And I also think there's a bit of a culture change situation. Like you mentioned in the article, he hasn't had time to really change systems. Very this true. isn't a playoff team, so no one's really going to buy into anything that hard. So we're not going to see a Scott Gordon hockey game, a hockey team this season. It's just not going to happen. But it seems like the players don't look like they want to die. That's anymore, <laughs> right? Like, which I think is a Travis nice Konechny had come out and said that Gordon was much more open with the yeah. team than uh, Hackstall had been previously. Hackstall was very tight lipped. Yeah, he's yeah. communicating. He's doing a lot of things that Hack wasn't doing, especially after not scratching him. Especially <laughs> that after, helps, especially helps. after Ron got fired. Yeah, like there was just this. Even if it isn't necessarily Dave's fault, I would argue it is because he wasn't very good at his job. But even if it isn't necessarily Dave's fault there was just this black hackstall cloud over the team and even if it isn't a full-on culture change i think just everyone just oh, like everybody's waiting for the other shooter at drop. least yeah. we're through that i agree with like that. yeah we're maybe not even all that good anymore but at least we're through that shit period they totally hated their lives and their yeah. jobs like they sure did when you they went out it on their face hell they hockey. came out just they you know, just did they didn't want to be there. they looked uninspired they would, would rather be Anywhere else than on the ice. Would anyone expect? That's a good word. Would anyone expect Scott Gordon to be the head coach of this team next year? No. no. Like, I, is, I what no. would you place the fifty fifty? Like fifty fifty. I think that I think that there's. I don't a know. I wouldn't be shocked. Fifty fifty, either yes or no. Yeah, <laughs> everything's fifty fifty, right? I mean, I, when you think about it, I wouldn't say I'd be utterly shocked if he came out and was the coach next year. Um, but at the same token, I'm not f- expecting him. I to think be. they'll keep him as an assistant. That's what I was going to say. I think yeah. that he'll be around, but not as the head coach. Hopefully, in Lappy's position. Yeah, I just... Do you think Lappy's gone? So he's never gone. Lappy will never leave. He's actually going to be head coach. Uh, Scott yeah. Gordon's going to be coach well, of the actually, PK next year. Didn't Gordon make the penalty kill change to be more aggressive? Wasn't that he something? worked with Lappy. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, my, my bias is that Gordon was a driving force behind the yeah. changes that needed to be So made. it really doesn't matter if Lappy stays here forever now. He can do whatever. If you mm-hmm. just bunch all your guys up in the middle of the zone, it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. Don't I just really cannot... works, give everyone time and space. Just motionless <laughs> in the middle. Hold the sticks close to your body. It'll be fine. I just can't imagine 
Comcast picking Scott Gordon to be the coach. I think yeah, that's, that's just what it boils down to. I mean, like, like I don't even know if if this if it's the right move to get a flashy name, but I just get the impression that Comcast is dead set on getting some big name. Right. Scott like, Gordon. I feel like Scott Gordon is not. I that feel like big now name. that Dave yeah. Scott has revealed himself, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine if they fired Dave Hackstall at the end of last season and then hired Barry Trotz. Oh, oh I've thought about man. that a lot lately. It's uh, a fair like, point. Imagine nice. what that flashy name would have done to this team as opposed to the fucking Islanders. Yeah. Who are terrible. Those Islanders fans out there are out for Should blood. Should have kept I Filpula. It. I love it. Those Islanders fans just like screenshots of the standings to everyone who called me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. It's really great. excited well, for the they, playoffs just... in that uh, first round flop. <laughs> they're just the Devils from last year, except there are more Islanders yeah. fans than Devils fans. And there aren't that many Islanders fans. Give them to Charlie. Yeah, I, I like the, that's, right. always, that's, that's I don't like That's a fact. anything making Somehow the Islanders Lamorello fan. look good. I hate, I've always, yeah, I've always appreciated well, Islanders fans because they... Lou can never truly look good. To like me, they're like a neighborhood team. Like, no, yeah. I hate like, the Islanders. I do like the like Green the, Bay Packers. I like the, the organization. No, their fans I just don't suck. Want them I to went do to good. a Flyers-Hurricanes <laughs> game once and the loudest, most obnoxious person there was an Islanders fan sitting next to me. So that team can go straight to hell. I, I don't want to hear about this. One individual wearing a DiPietro jersey in the back of the arena. Literally just booed and yelled at Max. Yeah, Bill likes DiPietro, apparently. <laughs> He's a really good analyst as well. The um, the worst experience yes. I've ever had, though, is Devils fans. It, it's just. Encountered Devils fans. I went to a Devils Flyers there. game in North Jersey, and you it was the worst fans? experience. I mean, I did too, and all I saw was Flyers fans. <laughs> oh no, I saw a bunch of Marty Brodeur number twenty nine oh. jerseys I out went, there, I went and it was the just game, a nightmare. I went to the game that uh, Blandisi was shot by the sniper in the stands. Oh, that uh, kid, yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> Every time I've been to a Devils game up there, it's just a bunch of Rangers fans who can't afford to get into the garden. <laughs> no, it was all Flyers fans. It was um, like they all took. Oh no, back. I saw a lot of Devils fans, and they all had inferiority. Complexes. Yeah. Moving on. Their stadium's yeah, nice. As we just trashed them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, moving it's not on. A nice name, right? I, have a, I have a serious question for everyone here. What is Scott Lawton? Well, he's a, a serial killer. Bill. He's a man. A gentleman. What? Like, he's a good player. I like Scott Lawton. I just am trying to. Is he just 4C for life? Do I no. want him in that role? Yes. I, I actually don't think that. I mean, that, that might be his ideal role, but I don't think that's. I don't know if he's ever going to have a set role. I think he may just be like the bottom six Swiss Army knife that they can do whatever the hell they want with. Whenever you know, a raffle gets... with more upside. I would say I would almost say. See, Ooh, it's hard what? to say because Ooh. like I never would want. I was always okay with Raffle yeah. in the top six in a pinch. I don't know if I ever want Scott oh. Lawton in the top six in a pinch. Yeah, that's fair. But I do believe that Lawton might actually have more offensive skill than Raffle did. So it's kind of a weird sort I of thing. I think that's fair. I I don't have a problem with Lawton in the top six. If the situation calls for I just think it. Raffle was much better defensively than well, than, yeah, than Raffle. Raffle's one of the best defensive players yeah. on the team. Yeah. And no one gives him credit for well, it. Well, at the time, we are talking about Raffle being He's on the top line in the 2014-15 season now. Well, when he scored like, 21? Yeah. And you're looking at the rest of that roster, you're kind of like, well, I guess Raffle's the best choice. Like, yeah. it might be yeah. like <laughs> if Raffle had top line minutes now, well, he did last year. Well, I guess this is going to have to work. He scores playoff yeah. goals, so you got to put him on that top line, you know? I just I, like looking at Scott Lawton reading Charlie's article today. He's the one guy breaking out in a season where scoring is very much up. So you look yeah. at everyone scoring, you go, all right, Drew. Everyone around the league, yeah. not, not yeah, on the Flyers. Important distinction. In a league where scoring is up, you look at, all right, Drew's doing about what Drew does. He's not up con- compared to last year where he had freaking 102 points. And then you look at everyone else, go, ah, they're just kind of who they are. Some guys are down, and Lawton, the only guy really scoring up 
above his career pace, and that's encouraging. But I don't, I just don't know what Lawton is, and that's I think. Well, if he is just a reliable that bottom, bottom, if he is that bottom six yeah. Swiss Army knife, and he's around forever, awesome. Scott Lawton can play for my team any day of the week. I love the way that guy plays. Mm-hmm. He's just, this season. He's the only one, night in, night out, that's actually like trying to do something. He's trying to make it work. He's trying to make plays. He's trying to score goals. He's yeah. the only one. Like during that stretch where they looked uninspired, Scott Lawton was scoring goals. Yeah. Scott Lawton was all over the fucking ice. Uninspired by Dave Haxton. It's <laughs> <laughs> the shittiest Calvin Klein. It's on, tr- it's on disc two. Uninspired. <laughs> As we run out of time here, guys, Steph, I have a treat for you. We're not <gasps> going to get the Wayne Watch 2019. Oh, good. Thank because you. Because I think we really buried the lead here. Chucky two trades. Got his second trade in. Leader he for Bailey. It. I can't be the only one who thought we got Josh Bailey initially. Like in the first five seconds, <laughs> I was like, Josh William. Bailey? And it was, is, it's Justin Bailey. Is is yeah. with Arizona? No, Lear is where the where the hell did he go? Buffalo. Buffalo. Thank you. Yeah, like Josh, Josh Bailey, Bailey. somewhere for the Islanders. Yeah. I was just like, oh, Josh. Oh no, Justin in North America. For like, Taylor Lear. I was like, that's a hell of a trade. Oh no, it isn't. <laughs> but yeah, Taylor. Happy Look at old Chuck. Um, it was uh, it was fun while it lasted, Taylor. I had a great time at that All Star game where you were the MVP. Um. That's that's really just that's that. all that needs to be said. Taylor, about Taylor Lear, Lear, real yeah, life was... dreamboat. I hope, I hope he has a Matt Reed season one. I do too. Career. I, I I am rooting for Taylor Lear. I'm just glad I no longer have to talk about him as someone who covers the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that two weeks of having a pretty good fourth line. Yeah, that is yeah. all. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. It was a jam packed show, and I think we did pretty well considering there were six people in this room. Didn't okay. even get all that hot in here. Uh, so, oh, so I disagree. No, yeah. it, guys, let's go another we hour. We have a very sweaty situation <laughs> happening here. Yeah, we, uh, do you guys don't want to go another hour? I don't think. Give so. the flight I, 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 Look, we got at least another ninety minutes going. Let's go. Yeah, we don't play so for a couple days. Uh, Shut yeah, up, you thanks two. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for hanging out on Facebook. Um, what Fa- Facebook died like have, ten minutes oh, ago. Did we? All right. Well, yeah. Do we have anything else to plug, <clears throat> Steph? No. We have that thing at Bullies coming up. I don't remember the date. February second. I got nothing. It's a wildfire production. Uh, everyone will be there. All the Flyers podcasters in the city, basically. February be fourth, I believe. February fourth. I don't know. It's a Saturday. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great week, everybody. Yay. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah. Who's gonna score hockey goals? I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the scheme and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.
Baseball. Truly, it is awful. I'm Phillies writer Justin Clue. Join me every week, along with John Stolnes, Liz Rocher, and Dr. Trevor Strunk, as we discuss all the ways the Phillies have hurt us on our podcast, Hidden Season, as well as historical anecdotes and raw emotional ramblings on our other shows, Continued Success and The Dirty Inning. Subscribe to The Good Fight, and you'll get conversations with insiders, analysis of breaking news, and stats, stats, stats. Together, we'll survive whatever baseball can throw at us.